Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, what's up? This is George Chen, and you're listening to my podcast, The Zum Podcast. Zum was a fanzine and record label, and continues on in this form, kind of like an audio fanzine. You get to interview people that are artists, musicians, comedians about what they're doing with their lives and how they got to where they are. And today is a very special episode. We've got a very uh, international legend in the noise underground scene. It's going to be a conversation with Michael Morley from the Dead Sea and Gate for projects like Two Foot Flame and This Kind of Punishment. Michael is a big figure in the experimental music scene and if you've never heard of him, I guarantee other people that you listen to are influenced by Dead Sea. And we got to catch up with him when he was on tour with Romley in January on the West Coast. Gate was touring with Romley, and we were able to talk to Michael in the bar of the Elbow Room before his sound check. So it's a little noisy, the Elbow Room in San Francisco on Valencia. Uh, not the best place to have a quiet conversation, but, you know, you take what you can get when it comes to interviewing an international dude. Uh, but Michael was really fun to talk to. He's a really interesting guy. Even if you don't know anything about the Dead Sea, I think you'd learn a lot from this conversation, hopefully. And I want to give a special thanks to Ben Goldberg from Bada Bing for setting up the interview. Bada Bing has released some Dead Sea albums and the Gate album, Republic of Sadness. Also, special thanks to Angie Britsky for lending me her Zoom to record this conversation. And special thanks to Will Scoville for helping me uh, adjust some of the audio issues on this episode. So hopefully you will enjoy this talk with Michael Morley. Okay. So Michael Morley. Hi. Hi. Hi welcome. Hi. So, thank you. How was the show in Oakland last night? Oh, fantastic. So, you, oh, you, I didn't make it out. It was great. It was uh, in your neighborhood. I know. <laughs> so LCM awesome. is a great little spot. Ah, oh, it was a fantastic spot. Have I you was. Ever played Oakland before? No, that? never. No, yeah. no. Just, just uh, mostly um, Great American Music Hall when I've come here. I saw you guys. I think I want to say was it Rangda or was Ben Chasney? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember um, that show a couple years ago. With the Dead Sea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then... Uh, oh, no, you played with Godspeed. I, got, I played with Godspeed in uh, September 2013 at the Great American. Yeah. yeah. I remember I'm friends with uh, Kevin from Total Oh, Life. So I went the Kevin's other night. great. I went the night that you weren't there. <laughs> oh, okay, and I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, how come they're not doing all I was there, all but I was... You were there. Yeah, I was selling merchandise oh. Oh, you for were selling, Godspeed. Oh, yeah. no, that's crazy. I probably yeah, talked yeah, to you, you then. Probably. I did buy that. I bought one of their 12 inches. Yeah, no, I... Uh, because I was on the tour and I was, 
Oh, the, most of the tour. Yeah, I was on all of that tour, and so I, I just uh, helped out wherever I could. So. So you actually, I was gonna say, you're here the most out of your whole crew. Like out of the like Dead Sea. Yeah. 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 And, and there's lots of reasons for that. Yeah. What are the reasons? For I probably that? can't go into all of them <laughs> for uh, security reasons, okay. but. Um, but uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, when's the first time that you guys ever came to America? Uh, 95. Mm-hmm. 1995. And we played uh, Great American Music Hall. You did on that tour? Yeah. Probably yeah, with yeah. like Thinking Fellers or uh, those Shit, or I Carolina cannot remember. No, I would have. I wish. Yeah. I saw Carolina in 1994 when I was here because I toured with Faust and Keiji Hino. As, uh, as, as Gate. As Gate. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, I, so you've so been I here. played a bunch of shows already in 94 here, and then in 95 with the Dead Sea. Uh-huh. And then in 95, I came back here and toured with Two Foot Flame, Gene Smith and Peter Jeffries. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I've been back a bunch more times. So you've spent a lot of time in Vancouver. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I only ever really spent like a, a, maybe a week, at, I think, when I was rehearsing with uh, Two Foot mm-hmm. Flame. But no, I spent quite a bit of time here in San Francisco in 94, uh-huh. and uh, I loved it. It was yeah. really beautiful, fantastic yeah. in 94, <laughs> before everything went to shit. I yeah, guess. no, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can kind of tell, even though you're not here all the time, you can kind of tell how it's, <laughs> yeah. how it's changing. I don't know if the, the same issues are happening in New Zealand or not. Um, I, I don't live in a place that is mm-hmm. um, aggressively expanding, mm-hmm. so uh, it's probably more aggressively uh, declining. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no. Where I live, it's not. Uh, nothing's happening. Is that where you are? Well, Dunedin specifically, yeah. But I, I guess I live outside of Dunedin in a small village in Port Chalmers. Okay. On the, it's a port city, so it's you know it's got a container port at the end of the road, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of you know it services the southern part of the South Island. So I have a. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a small town, really, yeah, where I live, yeah. And I, maybe I read this, and you could tell me, you're an, were you, you're an art professor, or you taught... Yeah, no, I, I, I teach painting and, and drawing, mm-hmm. and uh, video production and sound production at an art school here in, in Dunedin. In Dunedin, yeah. Yeah, there's only one, right. <laughs> one there. <laughs> And I think it's like two in the South Island. So, did you, yeah. Is that the school you went to as an undergrad? No, shit, no, no. Yeah. I um, my undergrad uh, degree is in anthropology. Oh, really? Social anthropology, and then I uh, I was painting during that period, and then kind of uh, got shows. Pretty much uh, after I graduated, I was exhibiting, and then um, I I started working at the school I teach at in two thousand. And then I did a master's in painting at the University of Canterbury okay. in Christchurch in uh, 2006. Okay, so you so, were still in, you're doing you're still going through education while you're still. Actively uh, doing I, yeah, well, I well, I you know I did a degree in eighty. I graduated in eighty six for the anthropology, and then uh, you know twenty years of yeah. of just you know pissing around really, uh, playing music and painting mm-hmm. and doing exhibitions, and then uh, where I worked, they were like. Michael, you should really get a master's. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> and then I uh, relented and went, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I did it full-time at, a, at another institution, uh, which worked out really well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was good. It was good. So yeah, now I kind of have... Uh, it didn't give me a secure job. <laughs> they, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, I can't really go into it, but uh, it was fucked anyway. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're fully doing music and art for your life then. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah, pretty much so, yeah. the goal, right, for a lot of people. I think, so, yeah, I hope so, yeah. I mean, it's, um, 
in New Zealand, it's uh, it was always really quite interesting. Like through the 80s and 90s, uh, being able to work as an artist. I mean, we were living, you know, on social security on the dole yeah. a lot of the time, and um, I didn't get a real job until the late 90s mm-hmm. when I got a job as an assistant curator in a museum. Mm-hmm. And so then it's uh, kind of jumped around some museums and then started working at the university and then transferred over to this polytechnic where they've got an art school that's uh, been running because they needed a painting lecturer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was no, they, you know, oh, yeah, anyway, the, the, the place, you know, I can't. <laughs> do you do the art for all the records for yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the Dead Sea as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and other yeah. people as well. I've done artwork for other other people like Lee Ronaldo and oh, okay. uh, Lamort Le, Le Young, oh, the yeah. French band. Lamort yeah. Young, yeah, not yeah. Lamont Young, right? Not Lamort Young. I've seen that one. Yeah. No, the French band. And uh, who else? Uh, Nina, uh, not uh, Sylvia Castell. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've done a. We're, we're Sylvia and Nina Morgier and I did a record some time ago, and it's maybe it's going to come out. I don't know. Yeah. I did some work for that as well. Yeah. For the artwork. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty prolific. That's uh, yeah. It doesn't seem to be prolific, but it's. <laughs> I guess it must be. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of weird. I definitely. mean, you guys sort of came up in still like a very cassette-oriented culture, right? Oh, of course. No, up. because there was no um, record pressing plant in New Zealand had stopped working in 1988, 1987, 88. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they shut it down. Because of the rise of digital, uh, because of the CDs, manu- CD manufacturing essentially, but even then it, they weren't manufacturing in New Zealand, they were importing. Right. So it became a, a, an international commodity then at that point. So in New Zealand from the, I guess from the 40s, maybe even earlier, through to the late 80s, they were pressing records in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, from, so, you know, using master tapes and plates coming from overseas. Okay. And then it all just stopped in just a moment, and it became, uh, you know, the the you know, the global international market. Yeah. And uh, so everything became an import. Yeah. Yeah. I so, heard that the Australian record pressing plants, that the vinyl quality just wasn't very good. I heard that years ago in the '90s. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there is a record pressing plant in Melbourne mm-hmm. that I'm going to try out this year. And they're just a new plant, so yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the like the mainstream plants right. were like. Some you, you look at some of the records and they're really shitty, thin yeah. plastic vinyl. Yeah, and yeah. you kind of wonder what the hell was going on totally. there. And sometimes you know you look at the cover art and it looks like bootlegs. You know, you just they yeah. just photographed the covers and then they've stripped in the New Zealand addresses on things, <laughs> obliterated the American yeah. addresses, and um, yeah, it looks terrible. But you know. It is what it was, I guess, the, the yeah. culture at the time. You know? So, hooking so, so, so cassette yeah. culture was, uh, yeah. at the time, was the necessity because there was nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we couldn't get, we like, when we started, no one knew who we were. Everyone hated us. Uh-huh. And yeah, tell, what was the first shows like? Oh, the first shows were great. I remember, well, we, reco- we started recording the first time we started rehearsing. So, mm-hmm. we built up an archive of recordings pretty quickly. And then we released a cassette really pretty like within like a couple of weeks of the first recordings we made, we released those recordings. Yeah. Everyone hated it. <laughs> uh, and we probably made like 20 copies. Yeah. You know, and then uh, 
And then we worked eBay on, Gold now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Well, um, that thing got released on vinyl by Butter Bing. Oh, okay. That's a stuff few years been... ago, yeah. DR503B. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was released by Butter Bing some time ago when they were doing some reissues. And so getting that out on vinyl finally was like, ah, that's amazing. I wish I'd been able to do that in 1987. Right, yeah. But uh, obviously it was just out of, you know, it was just way too you know, yeah. expensive. We were pretty young. And so negotiating that kind of space was out of mm-hmm. out of uh, yeah, out of our league. When's the first show you ever played out of town? Like, did you guys? Where I went to Christchurch and Just played a there. show. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good show. There's a live recording of that oh, really? available on the internet. Uh, if you just find it, it's James Grieg, I think, recorded it, and it's. Uh, I can't remember the name of the club we played at, but it was a pub, you know, a, uh-huh. one of those funny Christchurch pubs that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was like a weekend, so a Friday and Saturday night. It's like 80, mid-80s? Oh, it would be 87, 80. uh-huh. probably, yeah. Played with Alistair Galbraith. Right, yeah. Plagle Grind, maybe it was, yeah. Um, maybe pre-Plagle Grind, maybe just Alistair by himself. Mm-hmm. And that show was, was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, How did you guys all meet then? Were you like Robbie, uh, Bruce, and I people? met? Well, we met at university. Yeah, you were at school. Yeah, yeah I remember Bruce because uh, he was a year, maybe a couple of years a hit older than us, Robbie and me. Because mm-hmm. Robbie and I were, yeah. Robbie denies this, but Robbie and I were in the same history class uh, in maybe, college. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I would always see him come into the lectures late <laughs> and like you know, stumble into the lectures and I was like, who's that guy with the red hair? He's really cool. <laughs> and he started playing in the Verlaines pretty much in that year. Oh, he was in the Verlaines? Yeah. Oh, I never even knew that. Oh, yeah. really? No, yeah, yeah. Robbie played in the Verlaines after the first drummer, Greg, uh, left. And uh, so he was there from like after Death and the Maiden came out. Yeah. He's there for 2 10 o'clock. I think in I the saw afternoon. them in like 93, yeah. whatever album they Oh, were. okay. Would he have been in it then in 93? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay, yes. so I actually saw him. Well, playing. 93, hang on. Oh. They had like she a major may... label record no, out there. Maybe, no, no, no. Maybe not. Maybe then. not then. Yeah. No. And yeah. it's really hard. Like, I know some of my friends from there. Like uh, have to get like grant money to even get out. Like they just get you can get grant money to tour to be like a cultural ambassador. Yeah, like that band, the Coolies, if you know them. Oh from yeah, Auckland. I love the yeah. Coolies. Oh Chanel yeah. and yeah, oh. I met them like ten oh, no. years ago. I'm yeah, I'm in love with them. Yeah, both, yeah. Both these women are just Thomas so fantastic. Is in the, the guy yeah, in the oh, he's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Tina and Chanel who are the amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. women in that band. They're just such a great band. Yeah, I'm I love them. They're just yeah. Uh, Whenever I'm in Auckland, we hang out with them because yeah. they're always so much fun. And uh, yeah, Robbie and I have uh, spent quite a bit of time just partying, having, <laughs> listening to lots of rock music, and right, yeah. just talking shit constantly. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, no, the Dead Sea have never received any funding to do anything. Really? Uh, basically, the, so, the the funding body don't know what we do. They don't recognise us as a as anything. Yeah. They think we're make up shit, and like we're telling them lies. That's pretty much what I think. Because, Even though uh, you're established as a visual artist, they, they know don't, that. No, they, they no, don't. They, no, they don't no, 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 no. They're a pretty hard nut to crack, really. Yeah. And so we, I remember one time we gave them like a hundred-page CV mm-hmm. and like a really detailed project proposal. Yeah. And they were like, no. Wow. They're like, wow. So why not? So well, we don't know. You don't, you have no profile. <laughs> this was in like. This is in the mid two thousands. Right. So, wow! Yeah, so, you're so established at that. Yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it was kind of um, 
just sad, really. Yeah. We've, so we've just kind of bypassed that kind of stuff. Yeah. When you do solo, is it ever? Do you ever get that? Any of that um, as a painter, yes. As a painter. So no, in '94, no. when I came here, I had a grant to come and study uh, uh, American art. So I was just here to really. I came over to do the Table of the Elements showcases. Okay. And then I toured with Faust and KG Heino. Yeah. And then toured with um, Thurston and. Uh, Thurston's band um, in ninety in nine in ninety four. Yeah, was that that's before Tim Folhan oh, yeah, and, uh, and and Steve, Steve Shelley. Right, yeah. So male slut. So <laughs> played with them uh-huh. and and doing duets with Lee Ronaldo nice. and uh, playing with KG Hino as well. Hino Sun. And you did did you stay in one city for a while and study art? Uh, here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. I was in here in San Francisco for a while, for a while yeah. living for a bit. Oh, really? And I was, well, maybe for a month. Yeah, yeah. It's still, yeah. still significant. Oh, yeah. it was a great. Oh, I loved it. It was yeah. a fantastic place and to come and stay in the 90s, definitely. 94. Yeah. Staying on Judah and Ninth. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, with a couple of really good friends. So, yeah. yeah. It was pretty great. That's yeah. pretty... That's pretty... I, I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you knew Grux or you knew Carolina back then? Uh, I went and saw Carolina play. Yeah. I was um, I was staying with... Barbara Manning and oh yeah, Barbara Manning. Friend, uh, Greg, uh, Greg Turkington? No. no, no, not Greg Turkington. Well, you know, you must know, know him now. I he's know, blown yeah. up. He's so. fantastic. So I love, usually, yeah. I love him. Yeah. I want to see that film. I haven't seen. I it haven't yet. either. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's look. It looks really good, and I. I keep seeing Neil Hamburger videos on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, man. Well, he's doing the he's first so interviews great. in a while where he's not in character. Yeah. Like, where he's just being himself. Yeah. And it's real. I find that stuff really fascinating. Is he living here in San Francisco still, or is he no, moved somewhere else? No, I believe he's in L.A., yeah, okay. is what I've heard. And then I think he was spending a lot of time right. in Australia. I think it, Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, oh, in the, no, in the actually, 2000s, okay, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I had heard. No, I really like uh, Greg's mm-hmm. work. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's... it's uh, it's a weird, dark dive into um, uh, American subconscious, yeah. I think. And but you live with Barbara Manning. Uh, well, I was staying with Barbara and uh-huh. um, her roommate mm-hmm. at the time, so we were just kind of hanging out and playing. Played yeah. some shows, The Purple Onion, yeah. and with, oh, uh, yeah. with Seymour, with Charles Nielsen, uh-huh. and... Um, yeah, we had a really great time. It was yeah, fantastic. That Purple Onion has now become a comedy venue. It's like uh, become more well, of it like was, a. It was hitting that way, perhaps. Yeah, at well, some point. they always talk about how like Phyllis Diller got her start there, and all these really? like, American comics started at the, there at the Green Onion. At, at the, the right, Purple, Purple Onion, onion so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was in a different location, but like people like right. the Smothers Brothers and Phyllis Diller supposedly no way. started out there. Like, like Cosby, people would be there all the back in the day. You well, you know, yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Watch your drinks. Watch <laughs> yeah, yeah, your drinks yeah, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> so you actually spent some time here, and like, yeah, yeah. have you kept in touch with Barbara Manning at all? Yeah, no, I do. She lives in uh, Los Angeles now. Oh, does so, she now? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember not... a couple years ago reading an article about her like going back to college and then like yes. not getting a job and like kind of like really having a hard time. Yeah, I think she's working as a teacher now. Yeah. In a in a in a school. It's just it's yeah. great. Totally she's one of a the, great teacher. Yeah. But also just like an un, unsung musician, like a, a person. Really? That, I, I feel just... like people maybe don't like younger people don't know who she is I think these days maybe, uh, maybe but I always thought she was a well known musician certainly yeah. in the San Francisco area yeah for sure and, uh, because yeah. of World of Pooh and then mm-hmm. also the, um, you know work with Seymour and yeah. so I mean I always kind of rated it as very highly it's very strange as, because uh, yeah as a musician and uh, performer yeah no no as, I mean like there's like a difference between like 
being known and being like legit. Like yeah. I think that's and you would right. know what that's like, right? Yeah. That that's kind of like the conundrum yeah. of with I, a lot I, of this stuff. Well, living in New Zealand, it's mm-hmm. you, you just kind of yeah, it's not yeah, we we don't take part in New Zealand musical or what's called Kiwi culture. Right. I don't like the term because you know the Kiwi is either a fruit or a bird, but <laughs> the way that uh, they use uh, the term Kiwi music, I, I, we're not part of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we and I definitely don't want to ever be part of that stuff, which is always, I guess. A, does it's, it feel like offensive, kind of, or is um, it just like it's just watered down? Oh no, it's watered down, and it's kind of ghettoized, and it's you know New Zealand culture referring to itself continuously, and it's like it's such a load of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you know those people aren't you know famous anywhere except there, right? So and they have no credibility anywhere except there. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have no relevance. Yeah. In some ways, like it's um, always fascinating. There's a New Zealand Music Awards thing mm-hmm. which I've never been to but it's always fascinating to kind of look at it at, as an observer and kind of go really is that Kiwi New Zealand music is that that's what it is yeah and it's um, it's derivative and it's it's banal it's mundane it's it's a whole bunch of you know it's a whole yeah. bunch of shit really and uh, so we're, we're not part of that I don't think which mm-hmm. is why we perhaps aren't recognised mm-hmm. which is fine with me I don't I don't care yeah. really it's yeah I'd much rather be unknown there. Yeah. Really, it's uh, it's it affords a lot of anonymity, and uh, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who uh, is obviously obsessed with you guys. <laughs> this is uh, Helga. Oh, Helga. Did the he did the no, record? Yeah, that was tribute beautiful. To you guys. No, the yeah. beautiful exhibition and mm-hmm. the, the, the human resources. Yeah. Gallery in Los Angeles, and that she's oh, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say. So it's like you clearly have made an impact on a lot of people outside of. Oh, Helga New was Zealand, studying though. in New Zealand though. Oh, she made. So yeah, yeah, she was in, in she was in Auckland studying with Phil Dadson, mm-hmm. who's a really good composer, mm-hmm. New Zealand composer, and so she's yeah she she had some good kind of entry points into that kind of music I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, yeah. She kind of understands, perhaps, the, the the weird kind of conundrum of New Zealand music, right? How it Being operates. an outsider, and certainly, bit, yeah. and certainly the underground. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she understands the underground there quite well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, and you, uh, you, and, and I heard last night that you did a laptop set. So no, I did a sampler. Sampler. I, I used a sampler and a. A synthesizer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't do a laptop. No, okay, I, maybe that I was... dropped the laptop I, in favor of a uh, a really kind of rudimentary sampler, so I can. I was just to do electronic, but I, electronics. Yeah. But I was using a Chaos Mini Two because it's good to travel with. Yeah. And then a really tiny a um, Akai. Yeah. No, it's an Akai. Oh yeah. yeah, Chaos Pad, and then an Akai sampler, a mm-hmm. MPX sixteen. So I record into that. Okay. Guitar samples and uh, mm-hmm. mostly guitar samples, but also synthesize old synthesizer samples as well. Because yeah. I have an array of synthesizers at home, so I can like you know cull stuff from there and kind of build mm-hmm. libraries. Mm-hmm. So I have an array of kind of sounds I can I can use if I need to. Yeah. How do you feel about like the uh, when you decide like it's going to be a guitar set or it's going to be a sample based set or is it just, uh, sort of... just what people ask me? So um, mm-hmm. like last night. I wanted to fit in with the Ramley set, and so they were doing electronics, and I thought, I'm definitely not going to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then tonight it was like, they're going to do a rock set, so I'm like, I'm definitely playing the guitar. Yeah. So it's just uh, really, I mean, for, for, for this, sh- these four shows, it's really based upon what they do, what they want to do, and I'll just kind of 
tailor my mm-hmm. set to what they think they want to do. Yeah. Fine, yeah. So, um, a lot, it seems like hooking up with Silk Breeze in the beginning was probably what really got you into America. Is that accurate or no? Um, or like Thurston helping you out or something? Um, in 94, it was uh, Table of the Elements. Oh, Table of the Elements. Yeah, okay. so by 94, I had... Uh, Released stuff on Majora, who were a Seattle-based label. That's the Sun City Girls yeah. label, right? Yeah. So had released like three albums mm-hmm. with Nick, with Nick, and then um, and then Jeff Hunt contacted me, and we and I did a I did the Do Line uh, with him, and uh, then came over and uh, played those showcases. Was it Atlanta? Is Atlanta, that, was, that's with where the, they're based, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was where they were based then. So uh-huh. Atlanta, and then a whole bunch of other showcases, mm-hmm. and out here as well. And um, I mean that was great. So it was an uh, entree then, and then I did some stuff with Silbury's as Gator did a seven inch, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess the continuation of the Dead Sea mm-hmm. stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, and then it seems like Ben uh, Goldberg has taken a lot of care well, yeah, issuing. I think so. Things. Yeah, I mean it was good to because I mean, Silbury's kind of went into a hiatus, and yeah, and we were kind of left kind of wondering what the hell to do, and then we did our the double CD as the kind of response to our situation mm-hmm. and uh, then Ben came along and you know offered to release stuff and we had future artists already up and going at that point mm-hmm. so we just handed him the, the tapes for future artists and the, gave him the cover art and said oh, if you want to release it there you go then yeah. you can do something with it and so then Ben's been fantastic because we, we've been doing the ongoing recordings and also the, the re- reissues yeah. although the reissues uh, it's not, it doesn't seem such an imperative you know at the moment it's like I've got a lot of other stuff to do as well. So, yeah. I mean, the, the new album that I did with Kai. And, oh, uh, oh, you did something with Kai, okay. Yeah, I just released an acoustic 12 string oh, guitar record. You should get that if you have them. Uh, I don't you have probably any. Don't, probably don't, because you have to buy yeah. them, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I've got a band camp. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. I did look at that. GateMM.bandcamp, yeah. and that's got, uh, it doesn't have Moonrise on it, but it's got mm-hmm. a couple of other things. It's got a free album. Uh, good deeds and some love, and uh, the burning house, and then some music box uh, compositions that I've been doing as well. What's what's the uh, most uh, exotic or distant place you guys have traveled to do music? It could be you Scotland. individually or as a group. Really? That's <laughs> Probably like the, Scotland. That's the Although um, uh, by myself, I went to the southern Italy. So I went to Toronto with uh, Silvio Castell. Right. And we played uh, down in a like a pal- an old palace basement. Down in Toronto, that was really nice. I, I love Italy, so that was. And, and food's great. The food's great, and also Portugal. So, uh, oh, Porto yeah. and Lisbon uh-huh. uh, played there as well. Did and gate shows? Yeah, I did, I've done gate shows yeah. at your gallery Z, ZBD, and uh, it was just a club in Porto. Uh, uh, but yeah, those those were. I mean, I you know I, I've been to Portugal before, just as a tourist, just to wander yeah. around for <laughs> a month. Yeah. So uh, it, it was good to go back there and play. Yeah. Have you had any? Have you had your paintings like displayed in America? Like had been in shows. Um, in '94, I had a show at Thread Waxing Space in, in New York. In New York, okay. yeah. And then uh, there was something that Kim Gordon Are had you organized. You that compilation, the Thread Waxing compilation. Oh, I might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think there might be something kind of, on like, there. Realizing that I might yeah, be no, there might be some gate thing on there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So Kim uh, curated a show.
so Kim uh, curated a show. Kim yeah, yeah, she curated. We did a kind of like a exhibition of. Uh, she did her. I think they were portraits, mm-hmm. and I did bombs, and so drawings of bombs, missiles, and stuff. Wow. And so we had that thread waxing space, and then did a performance. Mm-hmm. So that was in the year '94. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Uh, Nothing really. I did. Um, I had work for the Sonic Youth exhibition, Sensational Fix, that was in Europe during 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. and then uh, in Houston just now, just doing a show with uh, so Roland Grunenboom, who's the curator from Sensational Fix. Mm-hmm. He now lives in Houston, mm-hmm. and he just suggested that I do a show there. So it was a solo show. Yeah. And stuff? yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, with Nina Canal. So I did. I Nina Canal from Ut. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she, also a visual artist. Yeah. So okay. she lives in Petaluma. Really? Yeah. Whoa. She's that, coming tonight to the show. You're blowing my mind. She's right coming. Now. She's going to come tonight to the show. She lives in Petaluma. She lives in Petaluma. Wow. She's coming down tonight. Wow. Yeah, for the show. Wow. Great. Uh, hopefully, if she makes it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it's uh, it was really great. We did a a little acoustic guitar performance mm-hmm. with uh, uh, yeah, my twelve string and some bells and some. Symbols and some maracas. So you had to borrow all, all the gear you pretty much had to borrow out here, right? And oh, no, I bought Except a twelve string. Chaos. I oh, bought a twelve bought, string. Oh yeah, I bought my sampler. I bought my chaos. Mm-hmm. I bought a whole bunch of leads. I bought my guitar rig, my the yeah. FX pedals. I bought a twelve string guitar in Houston, mm-hmm. as you do, and some cowboy boots. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, did a show in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, came out here, came back here because I could go home at some point. You're so. Right. I just thought, well, it's good to, like, these shows with Ramley that yeah. Quintus organized were really great, because it's, like, yeah. fantastic. I can come out here and then play those shows and then go back home. Yeah. yeah Although that's... I'm doing a show on the 24th as well in Los Angeles. In with, LA. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Body Gate Head show. Oh, right, because Bill's going to be there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I just yeah. saw the flyer okay, that good. Uh, yeah. Tim was working okay, on. Okay, good. Yeah. Like, so you're going to, are you going to play with Bill? Like, oh, yeah. Bill collaborative. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, we've decided, uh, I didn't see, I didn't know what Kim was doing and I don't know if she was in Los is Angeles. She, and oh, then... I think she is because I was yeah, just there and I just saw her at a movie theater. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I don't really know her at all. Oh, okay. And, okay. But I saw her at a movie theater. So it's just like, eh, we saw Watching the, Star Wars. the big short. Oh, that, really? That movie about the... Uh, and this is so weird to be recording this. I'm like, <laughs> That's okay. I'm like, I'm like, is she with her daughter? I don't know like who she's with. But I didn't want to... Like, she... I think she was just like looked at me like, oh god, this guy knows who I am. Right. Like recognizes me, and I was like, I'm not gonna be weird about the it. The other woman is a younger version of her. That's yeah, it's probably Coco, yeah, 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 Coco, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. But um, so oh, you're gonna you're have you? Oh, you have another record with them, right? Yeah, you guys no, we did, did a, a record. We did a body gate that's right. record, and that's uh, right. You have one tune. already, right? Yeah, yeah. Tune, right. And so uh, that was from a performance we did it. Uh, but you're not on the cover, the, right? Who's on the cover? That's uh, the Runaways. That's yeah. So I'm yeah. Like, like, that's not any of them on the cover. No, I didn't know no, what I was blo- going. I blocked out all the faces because yeah. I, you know, yeah. it's the Runaways. So um, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, how are you feeling about? Were you? Were you? Uh, everyone was affected by David Bowie's death. I think. A little oh bit. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty massive. And Lemmy. And Lemmy, yeah. yeah. And today, Alan uh, Rickman. Yeah, I heard Alan Rickman. So was like, crazy. Fuck, you're joking me. Yeah, like, like that's a huge, like, British, like, celebrity. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I know. It's so nuts. Uh, Lemmy, yeah, because that was, I mean, I loved Motorhead and I mm-hmm. loved Hawkwind. Hawkwind, yeah, I was going to say. And, probably. Uh, yeah, Hawkwind probably, I mean, I wasn't, I haven't really listened to Motorhead for, you know, a lot, but yeah. I play in a band called The Fuck Chairs. Okay, what's this band? Uh, this is an electronica. Like we've got a band camp as well, uh-huh. so the fuck chairs easy to find, fuck and, and and um, uh, so the other guy in the fuck chairs is a big 
Hawkwind fan and mm. Motorhead fan. So I listened to No Sleep to Hammersmith like probably about three months ago for the first time and loved it. It was like, mm-hmm. fuck, this is great. Why haven't I heard this before? Yeah. And so I've listened to a bit of Motorhead again, yeah. uh, you know, obviously recently. And Bowie, um, I, you remember pinups when I was a kid? Uh, my mother bought it as an album to listen to, and so I was really intrigued by him. Yeah. Then and I, I think Heroes, I love Heroes. It holds that's, up so well. So much of that 70 stuff holds up so And about well. a month ago, I watched a documentary about him that went from like you know his early period up until about The Lodger. Yeah. And that was, that was great to kind of watch that and kind of go, oh, okay. And then Black Star came out, and yeah. I kind of like Black Star, and I like it's kind of... It's an overall tone, and mm-hmm. I like the way it kind of it made me, re- it, you know, the Scott Walker album Bish Bosch, yeah. which I really like. So yeah. it was um, it was great to hear Black Star, but then it was like I woke up, you know, one morning, and go what? <laughs> like, I was not because literally it was like a couple days after his birthday, so yeah. I had just seen uh, all this stuff about it, and I had written something like on Twitter or Facebook like last year, just like I was having this moment of being like, we're not ready. For Bowie to die, I just no. said that like last year. Yeah. Like he's got so much like the acting, the I music, know. and the, everything. I like know. just huge cultural it's impact. Terrible. It's pretty really intense. Yeah. yeah, but also like, why not Bono? <laughs> you know, or Cliff, I saw another Cliff Richards. It's like yeah, yeah. He, is he still alive? Yeah, Cliff Richards is still alive. That wanker is still That's alive. That's so crazy. Yeah. What growing up in New Zealand, there's probably just certain cultural things that we are not super aware of. I mean, like, everyone knows about Peter Jackson now, but was there, like, weird TV growing up? Like, a weird, like, local... TV? Yeah, yeah weird, of course. Weird just, like, super TV. weird, like, a local... But we've always been thing. infected by American culture and English mm-hmm. culture in varying degrees, yeah. Yeah. So it just depends what you're watching. I don't watch a lot of television, so... Oh, really? Like, even now, you're... you're oh, really... I only watch Al Jazeera. Oh, yeah? That's all I watch. Really? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't watch any other stuff, because it's all meaningless... I guess like Rupert Murdoch's probably also like a dominating. He's a wanker that's yeah. yeah got himself in there. No, so I watch uh, mostly yeah. Al Jazeera is uh, free to air mm-hmm. in New Zealand, so it's that. Mm-hmm. I watch that all the time, night and day. If I, I'll fall yeah. asleep listening to it yeah. because that stuff doesn't get reported in New Zealand. Right. They're a, it's a conservative right wing government at the moment. Really? They're a bunch of fuckwits. Mm-hmm. They their their main task is to change the flag. Really? They're it's idiotic. It seems like that's... Well, I mean, I hate to keep lumping you in with Australia, but the, we always hear a lot of what's going on over there. Yeah. they're well, really getting really anti-immigrant over there, too. No, no, not so much. No, it's, it's, it's lowest common denominator stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Prime Minister is a complete asshole. Yeah. And, the Abbott? Is that... Uh, no, in New Zealand, it's oh, New John Zealand. Key. Okay. And so he's an idiot, mm-hmm. and his government are a bunch of idiots... And it's like, what is it? Uh, it's a, I can't remember the name of the American author, you know, the Confederacy of Dunces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm, Richard Brodigan. Ro- Brodigan, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the Confederacy of Dunces. You know, they go and spend $26 million on a flag referenda. It's like, I don't want a flag. I want yeah. republicanism. I want to get rid of the fucking monarchy of England. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. And fucking, like, let's make it... A proper fucking country, yeah. And give um, give the power, give sovereignty back to Maori. And, oh yeah. And you know, fucking right. get rid of the crown. For fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not on the agenda. That's nothing. That that discussion is not being had. Mm-hmm. And so that's what fucks me off. It's like twenty six million dollars on a fucking flag. That's a logo. Yeah. Basically, it's a logo they want. So it's annoying. It's depressing. It's. Uh, a whole bunch of things I don't really yeah. want to dwell on because it's and, and you travel. Yeah. yeah, it seems like you're like you're. I mean, this is you're very 
uh, you're from there, and you kind of represent it to some people in the art world yeah. or in the music world. But um, but like you also seem to be like you like are friends with people from everywhere. Yeah. And you kind oh, of yeah. have had this life where you can travel all the time and well, just like sort only of from, like not represent like probably only from the age of thirty because I was stuck mm-hmm. on in New Zealand until thirty. And then oh really? I, so by the age when I when I was thirty, then I kind of like managed to get a grant to come to the US to mm-hmm. look at art. So mm-hmm. I was uh, stuck there for thirty years, and in the last you know. Where did, 20, 20 something years, 22 years. You never left for the first 30 years of your life? Yeah. You never went to like even, what's the furthest you would go? Nowhere. What? Yeah, nowhere. Yeah. Like same town? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, so didn't, like I lived in the North Island, so uh-huh. that's where I was when I was a kid, and then I went to the South Island to go to university, to Dunedin, and then uh, stayed there after I graduated, and then, you know, we was in a you know, start of the Dead Sea. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you know, we had no money. Right. You know, so it's like, you can't go it's anywhere. It's like a doll situation, right? It a costs lot of thousands it, yeah. of dollars to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Although you can go to Australia. Right. But, but like, it's... No one, no one in there, right? I mean, you know, Australia's a lovely country and everything, but it was not... Like, yeah. they go, oh, Australia's a stepping stone. It's like, it's not a fucking stepping stone. It's like, yeah. just another country to get sucked up in, by, you know, so... No, um, stuck in the South Island for, you know, until I was 30, from 20 till 30, so 10 years, just, or 18, 17, 18, I went to Dunedin. Yeah. So really, like, you know, I'd, I'd travel up to the North Island to see my parents and yeah. travel back to Dunedin, but no, not not leaving the country And do you, do you have a family? Or yeah. You have... I have a partner and two children you got now. Kids, yeah. We live in Port Chalmers and yeah. have a big old house and a big garden. Yeah. You know, we've had that for 20 years now. So. How old are your kids? Uh, Molly's 15 and uh-huh. Luca's uh, 13. Okay. They're harassing me to buy them Adidas, Adidas oh, yeah, leisure yeah, yeah. wear. It's like, <laughs> we can buy that in New Zealand. What the fuck are you talking about? So they they have like, do they have any awareness of kind of of what you you're do what you're up to? Oh, I think they're mostly just embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you think like yeah, they're like their their teachers probably. Uh, know some who of the you are. yeah, I remember Molly coming home from school one day and going, oh my god. My science teacher was like just going on about you. It was so <laughs> fucked up. I was like, oh, look, don't, just don't listen to her. Just say it's lies, you know. Uh, but so, yeah, they they maybe have some idea, but they're not really interested because it's like it's the shit that dad does. Right, and right. It's like it's not it's not um, pop music. Right, which probably means like like someone will come over to the house like, oh, Thurston's here, oh, and they have no idea. Yeah, no kids. Yeah, kids that come over to the house kind of wander around the house going. Like there's paintings everywhere and there's musical shit everywhere and there's like I'll be in my room my studio room just making noise and I'll get knocked on the door like shut the fuck up dad <laughs> like I've got a I've got a party going on in my room and you're making all this shit they think you're like in a man noise. cave right yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like oh that's dad making his weird noise yeah, yeah. no they're, they're really funny I, lo- I love them yeah. They uh, they tolerate a lot of shit from me, <laughs> and uh, yeah, me being away quite a lot. But um, they're, they're good. Really. Do you feel like you would ever want like uh, aside from family stuff? Like, is there a city that you've been to where it's like, oh, I would see myself retiring here or just like living here for a while? Is there oh. any place you travel to where it's like, I wish I could just spend five years here? Oh, Paris. I like, Paris. Yeah, and Marseille. I really like Marseille. And the art, if you're like, it, well, so what kind of art did you get into when you started getting into art? Uh, it's mostly abstract mm-hmm. work that I, I like. I don't like representational mm-hmm. figurative work. It's not really my scene, but uh, abstraction. So, you know, 
certainly like in when I was young, like Cy Twomley and yeah. Agnes Martin and Ellsworth Kelly. So and, when you go to LA, yeah. are you going to go to the Broad? Yeah. Do you know about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. went there recently. Oh, really? And it's pretty amazing. Like, yeah. yeah well, I, I was just in Houston for the last 12 days and right. uh, went to the Minnell, and they've got that whole Cy Tomley gallery. Oh, really? And that's just like... Uh, yeah. I, there were paintings there that, you know, the Age of Alexander, and there's a couple of other paintings from like 59, 60, 61, mm-hmm. that I've only ever seen in books. Mm-hmm. And then to stand in front of them again, stand in front of them for the first time, yeah. and just go, holy fucking shit. Yeah. I'm now standing in front of this thing that's meant so much to me yeah. for so long. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, I'm, I have... I have cried in front of some paintings. Yeah? But... Uh, like, like what? Like Saitomli or other stuff? Uh, Sigmar Polka, the German painter uh-huh. from the... He, he died some years ago. He was a, a great German painter from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. into the 2000s. Oh, there's also a Weimar Republic kind of show at the uh, oh, really? LACMA. Oh, there is too, Otto yeah. Dix. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about um, that. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I didn't know much about it, but I, once I saw... Like the sort of I, I I liked end of liking like the auto dick stuff. Right. Like yeah, auto dicks is pretty good. I mean mostly realm. it's like people from the sixties like Gerhard Richter uh-huh. and, and and Sigma Polka and Blinky Palermo, uh, early Georg Baslitz. Although Georg Baslitz has fallen into I d I don't like him any I don't like him anymore because he says terrible shit about women artists and I'm like oh, really? that guy is so fucking out of touch I don't know what the fuck he's talking about well you're going to love the Broad there's like a side okay. Twomley room in there yeah I love Twomley's great uh, Rauschenberg I like there's, some Rauschenberg early Rauschenberg 50s, 60s Rauschenberg I'm not a big Robert fan of the Ryman. building yeah. oh the building's terrible well I don't know if it's terrible it, you'll see it's yeah. real weird it's got LACMA? a lot of lumpy okay oh, well LACMA has the, the Weimar show yeah the Broad oh, the has Broad, the okay. Twomley. It's got it. You'll see it. Yeah. If you, you're going to have some time yeah, when you're I've in got LA. A week in LA. That's yeah. going to be great. It's such a good art scene down there, right? Yeah. Now. Oh, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's really kind of. I mean, it has always been. I think it's always been another center. Yeah. I think this art forum was established there in the mm-hmm. '60s. I think wasn't it? And then mm-hmm. uh, I think always has had a. I mean, you know, people like Raymond Pettibon. Yes. Is, um, you know, he's, he's. Have you met him? Have you ever uh, interacted with I've him? I've been to an opening in London mm-hmm. at the Sadie Coles HQ, and he was there, but I didn't want to uh, harass him. Yeah. Because uh, we were in the same show together in the in Sensational Fix. Oh. And so Roland Gronenboom knows him really well because he's the curator uh, of that show, but he's also curated shows of Raymond's uh, mm-hmm. in Spain at the at the Macba uh, in Barcelona. Have any so, of your yeah. students that you've taught end up becoming like kind of blown up in the art scene at all? No, no, <laughs> they're just like yeah. they don't even like know what thing. I do. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't tell them anything. <laughs> I, like, I don't. I don't let them know anything about what I do. I just kind of cruise in and just yeah. talk to them about their work, and I don't yeah. say anything about what I do. Yeah. Anyone I know. I try and keep that really kind of uh, separate. Well, not some of them separate. must be music people because well, our some kids will, are always musicians. Yeah, well, some of them are, so they know yeah. who I am. So they're like, "Are oh, you?" You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Yes, yes, yes." <laughs> uh, and so they're kind of impressed about that, you know, for a bit. But then I just say, "Look, it's just all, it's nothing." So don't just <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, just just get on with your painting. Any any really talented painters come through there? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've got there's some great students that I, I love working with, and so yeah, I. In general, I love the hard-working, dedicated students. The slackers are just a pain in the ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there are lots of them. But uh, 
No, I, I, in general, the, I mean, I, have, I, do, I also uh, supervise master's program okay. students as well, so those ones are fantastic. Right. And, uh, They've been vetted already. Yeah, yeah, they're, there, yeah. They're, already, they're already there. So. Do you teach sound design too? A little bit. Not a lot, because the school's not really geared up for that. Uh-huh. It's not a... <laughs> again, they don't really know what I do, so yeah. it's a bit of a mystery what the fuck they're going to do with me. Uh, but um, I would like to. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've tried a few times, but it's just an uphill battle. Yeah, there's no money apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I think this year I probably got about there might be four or five students that are really dedicated to, to sound. So mm-hmm. I might be able to claw some space. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do that but, uh, I mean I always think that and it never happens so yeah. I, I have no idea it's a demoralizing kind of existence being an art lecturer I think <laughs> and, and and your your wife also works? my partner Sarah she uh-huh. played in a band Dora Ma. oh I've uh, heard of that yeah, yeah so Dora Ma was uh, they had an album on Fusedron and a CD okay. on uh, Corpus Medicum mm-hmm. and a 7 inch as well that they did yeah. so Sarah paints a lot and uh, and plays still plays guitar a lot. Mm-hmm. I always encourage you to record. So yeah, you guys have ever worked on a music project? Uh, yeah, we did a gate stuff for uh-huh. a while there. So there was about five people in gate for a while. Oh, okay. Oh, so really? Synthesizer, guitar, I bass, drums. Yeah. But this was all in Dunedin, so uh-huh. you know, only existed for a short period of time. Yeah. And we did like a few shows, and then I did something else so yeah I noticed on your discogs I saw that you had like a, a credit on a This Kind of Punishment record oh yeah yeah you would play with them or a lot uh, of no, people I, played on no I um, I did an album with them I played with them for we rehearsed for about a year in like 85 I think it was or 86 it was before the Dead Sea uh-huh. and so the the Jeffries brothers were living in Dunedin <laughs> and they needed a bass player and they chose me to be the bass player <laughs> And it was great. We had a really good time. We recorded an album. Yeah. And um, we only played one show. Only one live show? My only regret is we didn't play enough right. outside. We would rehearse a lot, but um, in the end it was just one performance. Yeah. With Shane Carter as well. Okay. Shane Carter's from Dimmer and from Straight Jacket Fits. Oh, Straight Jacket Fits, yeah. And from the Double Happies and from Board Games. And so oh, recent, board games. Yeah, yeah they so, just reissued that recently. Yeah, yeah, so recently Shane and Robbie from the Dead Send Me, we've been playing shows as Carter Morley Yeats. Uh, and we've played like four shows in the last four years. Yeah. And we've been recording quite a bit. And we have probably have an, we have a couple of albums worth of material. And we're gonna we're gonna do some other shows next month in New Zealand and the month after New Zealand so we've got like some shows in February, March Yeah. and uh, Shane's relocated to Dunedin because he was living in Auckland for a while mm-hmm. so we kind of hope that we can do something new yeah. there it's, yeah. it's just kind of uh, it's just kind of improvised rock psychedelia maybe but, uh, when you when you play so when you play like in San Francisco I remember seeing you guys at Gallia at this yeah, show that Chris yeah, Cohen yeah, yeah. put on. I was at that yeah, yeah. show. Oh, really? We got told off for smoking weed in the. That, that, remember there was that ga- the gallery? Oh, the upstairs, upstairs. Yeah, the yeah. second floor. So yeah. we went upstairs and we smoked a joint up there, and the fucking owners came up and told us off. Really? Like, Man, it's just hot. It's <laughs> yeah. okay now. But now it's fine. I'm yeah, well, in California, it's love mostly. California. It's Colorado, really, is Washington, it, Oregon. Is it really still pretty illegal in, in New Zealand yeah. still? Okay. The police. I don't really think the police care unless you're doing industrial quantities. Right, yeah. Right yeah. Um, I don't do industrial quantities. So it's 
Like, kids, stay off yeah, the yeah. weed. Don't smoke pot. Or don't make amazing music no, if you do, <laughs> at least. Um, and so, what are, you guys have some plans with Dead Sea stuff? We have a new album uh, coming out this year. Okay. Um, Bada Bing doing it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had Does it a, sound like this? No. <laughs> uh, we did a seven inch with a Swedish Swedish label, Dan, Danish. Uh-huh. I don't know. Some, Euro, some European label yeah. we did a seven inch with uh, last year. Uh-huh. And that was from the sessions we did. So we did a session like two years ago, one night. We played at this local pub called Chicks Hotel. Mm-hmm. We advertised it as not the Osmonds. And like three people turned up, <laughs> and we recorded the entire performance, which is like three hours. Wait, wait. So when you play at home, three people show up, but if you if you play with your we name, didn't, no, we didn't. How many, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But like three people just three. like oh, did the, did not the Osmonds. Not the Osmonds were playing at the at Chicks Hotel. One guy came from Germany. He oh was really? A friend of ours. He was in oh, he's Austria from Germany. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was in Dunedin. He was like, I don't know what that is. I'll come along and see what it is. <laughs> and another two people just kind of absent-mindedly walked in and were yeah. like, Oh, it was free. Like just yeah, walk free in. Show. So they just walked in and were like, Really? You guys are playing tonight? <laughs> but it was a recording session, so we right. recorded the entire session, mm-hmm. and that's finally being mixed and is coming mm-hmm. out uh, as a double LP. And uh, this year, sometime, whenever, whenever Ben can get the cover yeah. art, so whenever we can agree on a title. Yeah, <laughs> and, and is it hard? It must be really hard to everyone's so busy in their lives. I'm sure to like do big tours or anything like oh, that. Yeah, we didn't play at all last year. Not at all. We played nowhere. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of good. Yeah. I kind of liked it because it was like we don't have to. Yeah. Really, it's like we've got. I I feel like. I mean, I felt this like some years ago. It's like. We've got nothing to prove to anybody really now. Yeah. So, yeah. fuck, why should we play anywhere? I'd, I'd much rather just play at home yeah. and just come and do shows yeah. here in the US and or in Europe. And, like, I don't care about playing in New Zealand. And, yeah. You know, it's such a small community. And it's like, they've seen us. Yeah. They know what, to, they know what yeah. we're like. Well, so, yeah. I think you got to go do your sound check now. Okay. But Michael, thanks well, so much for meeting with oh, me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's really nice. Thank yeah, you, yeah. George. Yeah. yeah. Talk to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you.